Hey, everybody, and welcome to Matama, where we explore with you and our guests travel topics that push the boundaries in celebration of the human experience. This is a really fun episode. So we've got uh, we've got a guest that's longtime friends of Greg, uh, David Sanders, and uh, his wife Rona. So David is is from Stockton, the same same city that that Greg is from. Uh, David was an English English teacher who taught literature at the University of the Pacific, and he also led safaris with Greg back in the late '90s to Kenya. Uh, and some of the first trips they had some really great adventures that I'm hoping we can dive into as we get into the show. And Rona uh, was a well-known model in Zambia before she moved to Nairobi. She's traveled the world, uh, and she met David, uh, and now they live in Kenya together And they've, uh, since they've been married, and uh, they, they continue to travel and, and also do some other amazing work that we'll get into later on. So Rona, David, it's a pleasure to have you with us. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having us. We want to talk about kind of that life-changing nature of travel in your lives and you know, you, you both have kind of been to, been to a few places. So, you know, would you say that your life would be radically different if you have not traveled? I mean, let's, let's start there. Kind of talk about the role of travel in your life. Certainly for me, it would be. Um, I, I can't imagine that Rona and I would have met if uh, I had stayed in Stockton. <laughs> that was my first thought. <laughs> so there's that. And that being the first and foremost uh, thing. When... Uh, Greg and I used to teach at, I also taught at St. Mary's uh, for, for a long time. Uh, and that's where I met Greg. And uh, I had traveled, you know, throughout Europe and that, but hadn't been to Africa. And then when Greg asked me in 98, he was uh, getting ready to do his first safari with bringing some Americans to Kenya. He asked me to go with him and just help. Uh, not that I had any particular skills because I certainly didn't, but uh, so uh, we, jo- uh, we, I joined him and we went to Kenya in 98. And then again in 2000, 2000, I brought my daughter Allison on the trip. Uh, so that was, you know, my first experience with Africa. And that, that did wind up changing things for me. And I, uh, unexpectedly, it wasn't like I had always dreamed about going to Africa or anything, it just sort of happened. And then, yeah, as a result of those trips and a few other uh, dramatic uh, side paths, uh, I wound up go- going back and living in Africa. And that's where uh, in 2011, I met Rona there. So. And, and Rona, how about you? I know you've, you've done a fair amount of traveling in your life too. Tell me, tell me a bit about how traveling's played a role in, in, in who you are, formed you. Um, I think just from the young age, I really wanted to leave the country for some reason, just because I knew a few people who have been away from Zambia. And so I, I figured it would be nice, you know, to live someplace else. So in 2008, I left Zambia and I moved to Kenya. And um, what was I doing in Kenya? You were modeling mostly. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually I moved because I just wanted to continue with my studies. And part of that to supplement that I I did um, modeling because I used to model in Zambia. So I continued in Kenya, which I had a lot of, well, success with that. 
but in that time i just used to travel a lot by myself to europe and just some places around africa which i really enjoyed a lot well now let me ask for the listeners that don't know where zambia is how do you exp- explain to people where zambia is in africa because oh, you know, africa's 54 yeah. countries, 54 distinct yeah. countries so zambia Zambia is in the southern part of Africa. So if you look at the map of Africa where you see uh, South Africa and north is Zimbabwe and um, north of that is Zambia. And Zambia is a landlocked country. So, yeah. So what's what's to the east of Zambia? Oh. To the coast? Well, we have... Um, is it Angola? Yeah. Angola, Namibia, Angola, yeah. and then you come into the Congo, and which is more of the central. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have Mozambique and Tanzania on the other side. So your, your modeling days, Greg was telling me a story of, was it, was David at a restaurant or, or seeing, seeing uh, your picture? Greg, tell me that story, or and David can chime in too. Like, I love the yeah, story. Well, <laughs> well, I remember they were uh, they visited Zambia, I believe, for the first time together, and you know, Rona bringing Dave, you know, back to her homeland, and and uh, they were in a restaurant. And correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you guys, but you were sitting there and you were, I think, having a beer or a, something. In the placemat, yeah. placemat was a, a photo of Rona, <laughs> which I think. Yeah. You- Conveniently uh, <laughs> nabbed from the restaurant and took home. <laughs> yes, he, he walked away with two placemats. There's the, the national beer in Zambia is Mosi. They're like, Mosi, like, like a... Budweiser here, sort of. So, in their uh, ad campaign for a few years, Rona was the Mosi girl, right? So all the Mosi uh, billboards and TV spots and all that would, both print and yeah would would feature rona right so that was some uh, a few years before before i went to zambia with her and uh, she was people of course still recognize it. we were having a beer at this at this place we were actually staying there it was a hotel slash lodge and and then the placemat was one of those mosi ads with rona and the guy you know as, as the uh, mosi you know girl so that yeah that's so I swiped a couple of them. The only two I saw and brought them. And you're still wanted in Zambia. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So those were fun days for me. Um, yeah. I bet. Yeah. So do you think, uh, so, you know, we, we that that this travel, you know, tell me about the personal growth of the travel. I know you, you met each other and started traveling together, but, how, you know, how has travel kind of led to personal growth? And even recently, as you've been a couple, like, you know, how has that led to your own kind of growth as a, as a couple? I would say, I go first. Yeah, let me go first. Okay. I would say, I would say that, um, we do really, really well traveling together and both in our married life and just being friends and just kind of being on the same, um, level and enjoyment of things that we want to do and things that we want to see. So, and when David and I travel together, we kind of, we just have our own um, 
rhythm. you know, rhythm. So like, just to give you an example, when, for example, when you go on safaris, so in Africa, it's like, yeah, you have a morning safari and then you have an evening safari. Game drive. Oh, game drive. Let me say game drive. Safari, game mm-hmm. drive. Yeah. Okay. And then... <laughs> well, just so people understand. <laughs> yeah. But so, oh, you could have a whole day game drive. So with David and I, when we travel together, usually what we love to do is kind of just to go on a, gram- on a game drive when it's not so busy. Like we would, you know, go for an early morning drive and then go take the whole day off and sleep. or sleep just <laughs> like the lions do <laughs> and then around 4 4 30 then would go on our game drive when usually that's the time most people would want to come back to the lodge so then just going on the time like in the evening when the the night animals like the nocturnal animals are getting up and then you get to just see that i don't know if i'm saying it correctly yeah so. you can see the lion. i mean if, if you have the ability to to do that at night with a, some kind of infrared light then you can see the lion mostly when you go on safari you see lions and they're sleeping because that's what they do during the day but at night you see them active and hunting we saw two lion kills in two nights in a row which is wow. very very rare but for for me with regard to travel kind of to back up a bit um i uh, my um, kind of original experience with travel was in Europe in 75. I spent the summer in France uh, and, you know, then went back to Italy, a few, you know, at various times. But in, in 94, I, I spent the summer in Italy. Uh, I had a, I was teaching at the time and had a national endowment for the humanities grant to study St. Francis of Assisi. And so I spent the summer in, Assisi and Siena, and that was a, a truly life life changing experience for me in in some really uncomfortable ways and really very good ways that has that has really shaped my life from then uh, going forward and then of course, going to Africa with Greg uh, in ninety eight and two thousand um, yeah i i 'd have to say that those two travel experiences were the were the primary uh, influencing factors in, in where my life is now. Looking back on it, I don't, I don't know that I've ever really thought about it in that way, but certainly true. Rona, I'm curious as somebody born in, in Zambia, traveled the world, you know, how did that change your perspective of, of things, you think? Like having had traveled, like the way that I think about things and the way that I see things is completely different from the people back in Zambia. You know, um, we live in Nairobi and Nairobi is a very, very big city and it's extremely fast. Like everything just goes boom, boom, boom. And when you're in Nairobi, you're looking for something, you always find what you're looking. And it's just a matter of phone calls. And within sometimes, like just for an example, if you needed um plumbing job done, you get that within... Yeah, you just make a phone call and someone will be like, yeah, I'll be there in 15, 20 minutes. And that is done. You know, that is sorted. But when I go back to Zambia, mostly it's like 
thing just to find that online is a little bit challenging and yeah there's home but then you almost you know as as you travel you, you create new kind of concepts of home or what home is you know um sure. maybe it's 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 being with people as opposed to a place potentially um yeah yeah i remember the the first i think think it was the first trip greg and we were we had driven from nairobi and we were headed to the mara and i think we were in narok if i'm not mistaken which is a city on the on on the way between nairobi and and the masai mara and it was it was the first trip i'm sure it was well no i'm not sure but i think it was and narok's a busy bustling it's a masai town or uh, kipsigis so these are you know a lot of masai guys walking around and we had stopped at a, I think a petrol station or something to get some fuel and some water and this and that. And I kind of walked away from the group, which was a bit different even for me at that because Narok is is out in the bush. You know what I mean? It's not a place you would ever be. And there was just stuff going on. You know, people buying, selling like a little market. And I just walked through there, and I remember coming back and telling Greg, you know, Greg, honestly, man, I just felt like I could have just kept on walking and never come back you know, just to be in that place. And as it turns out, that's sort of what, what happened ultimately for me, you know, uh, in, in my life. But that feeling, I know Greg's, well, Greg has done that, right? I mean, he's has t- taken a left turn and walked, you know, and, and traveled across the entire of Africa. But that's, that's in some ways, that's kind of the key moment or the key thing, I think, for many travelers that you just say, you know what? I could just as easily keep going this way as go back to that safari vehicle and get in it and finish this trip. You know, I could, I could just be in this place. And uh, for me, that's, that's kind of a watershed moment in some ways for most people or for, or for people who, who travel and, and experience that certain thing, you know, it was kind of a feeling of wanting to cut the cord in some way, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for me, that's what inspires me the most uh, is the human in the human experience is, is that depth. Um, Cause we all want depth. We all want uh, meaning. And, and uh, I think when we, like many of the things David and Rona have said, you know, all pertain to the way we perspect, uh, perceive our, our home. And when you've been far away and you come back, you just see your home and you appreciate it even more. Most often uh, I know I do when I come home, it's always just such a great feeling. And there's that appreciation and there's that, memories that you can you can rely on and oftentimes you know the some of the tr- uh, struggles of travel or can be translated to um, growth of, of character and uh, points of view and be able to extend that to your friends and family and um, I think it all adds up to a to quite a package you know for for life and all on the internal journey which i believe we're on an internal journey not an external one the external journey comes but it's that internal that really matters so Mm -hmm. you know it's it's almost like there's a spirituality of travel you know i think there can be you know i don't think that happens for everybody you know we certainly see lots of people traveling coming through and uh it sort of depends on you know your own way of looking at things, your own constitution, the timing in your life, you know, all that, all that sort of thing, you know, or maybe the degree to which you're affected is, uh, is, um, set up by those things, you know, 
This has been great, you guys. I really appreciate it. I think, uh, you know, anything else about the transformation that we haven't kind of discussed or, you know, uh, that, that you want to leave people with in terms of, of kind of, you know, we've talked about your story, how it's changed your life, uh, you know, and brought you together, but any kind of parting words of wisdom for folks who are, you know, looking to make a kind of trip that really transforms their life? I'd say that travel is, is sort of like, it's not that different from the rest of life, it's how open you are to things, you know, how open you are to it. Some people come to Africa and they, oh my God, I, you know, these people are dirty in the places, dirty in this and that, you know, and okay, fine. But um, there's a certain lack of, of openness to, you know, to, to take in the place because it isn't about dirty place, people in dirty places. It's, it's, a, it's a vibrant, you know, unbelievably, you know, happening sort of, uh, place you know continent and it, it really depends greg you know this better than anybody you bring 12 people on safari nine of them go man this this is unbelievable and and you know uh the other three say uh, my hamburger's overcooked you know <laughs> so you know it sort of runs the gamut but it, it's it's openness you know i think of, of being willing to experience and and not to just draw judgmental lines about everything. Oh, it's how different it is from your norm. You know, that's either a good thing for you or a bad thing for you. And it's like life, you know, in, in your own backyard, it's all how you look at things and, and, and what you're open to, like you said so well, David. I, I would, we'd love to have you guys back on too. You know, I think there's a, you know, we haven't even talked about it, but I think what, what I'd love to talk with you guys more um, on a future episode is, is some of the work you, you're doing in Kenya, the, the transformation that you have, uh, been making in the lives of, of so many children there. As a result of, of uh, being on the trips with Greg, we'd, we had thought at some point that maybe we would like to try to do something to help in Africa. That sort of went by the wayside. Then uh, events sort of brought it back to the forefront in my own life anyway, in 2004, five. And so short version is that Greg and I started talking and then in 2006, I went to Africa with, back to Africa with support of people here with the idea of building a children's home, uh, which we did. And we still, it's up and running and operating. We're in the midst of raising our uh, 27 or so kids there. Uh, now we've had them for 10 years or so. Uh, so, and we've been, um, uh, uh, you know, operating that it's uh, a children's home about 30 miles outside of Nairobi. And during that time, we've also branched out into some outreach efforts to try to do the most good that we could uh, with, with, the, with the resources that we had. And so that, that effort and, uh, and uh, work has been ongoing. Uh, and Rona and I still live most of the time in Africa and oversee that project. And, uh, uh, and its growth and development. So it has to do, our mission statement is to try to uh, uh, to give some of the poorest of the poor, some of the most disadvantaged kids in Africa uh, a chance to uh, be educated and to grow and have a reasonable, good shot at productive life in Kenya as adults. Yeah, we're excited to get in, and we'll we'll have you guys back on and, and talk a bit more deeply about that outreach project. I think it, I think people are going to love to hear about that, and 
But thanks again for joining us. Uh, Rona, Dave, pleasure to have you. Thank you. And yeah, thank you so much. It's been great. Uh, thank you, guys. It was wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Pleasure. Look and forward again, to talking again. Yep. And again, uh, for everybody listening or uh, or watching or wherever you're we're seeing us, um, feel free to go to matamo.travel. Uh, that's where you can find information about, about trips to take with, with us. Uh, you can, there's a, a, a chat bot there. Uh, it's not a bot. It's actually a real person. It's a representative. So you can talk anytime you want. Go to hello at matamo.travel. Send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, and also feel free to give us a nice uh, five-star review of the show, right? Uh, unless you don't like us. In that case, you know, uh, uh, maybe don't leave a review. But no, we love <laughs> you guys. <laughs> um, thanks so much for listening. And, uh, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon.